welcome to Title Pending. I'm your host, Rocket, and I didn't think I'd be here this week getting to talk about my Dallas Cowboys. But as it turns out, the Dallas Cowboys defeat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 31-14 to in the wildcard playoffs for the NFC. And they move on to play the San Francisco 49ers in Santa Clara on Sunday night football. Uh, that Tampa game was much needed for the franchise, for the fan base, for everybody in that building. I feel like that was almost like a pressure release, you know? Uh, I don't know if you've seen the narrative around the Cowboys for the last year. Mike McCarthy's been fighting for his job basically since he got in the building. Uh, and it finally managed to get rid of the Sean Payton uh, news, essentially. Mike McCarthy feels like he's got a chance to build something here. And the Cowboys feel like they're actually building to something positive for the first time in decades. Uh, so getting some validation with the playoff win especially over Tom Brady when we'd never beaten him. One of the most satisfying games I've ever, I've ever had as a Cowboys fan. I'm just so happy that we got to be here, got to play one more week, and we get to have that rematch against the San Francisco 49ers, the team that knocked us out last year, had everybody under fire for criticism for how poorly they played or coached last year. And now we get a, a redo. Let's see how we do, and let's go over the Tampa game one bit. Dak Prescott played one of the best games in NFL history in the playoffs. He was phenomenal. i never seen him play better when the lights were brighter. Uh, 25 of 33, 305, four touchdowns, one rushing touchdown, five total touchdowns. By EPA per play, it was a top 10 playoff game of the 2010s, uh, and since 2000, actually. And it's just, it was a spectacular performance. And don't let them be. Let, don't let them pretend that Tampa wasn't a good defense. That was a defense that was top fifteen in most defensive metrics. If you wanted to talk DVOA, EPA per play, and that was while missing a lot of players all year. They was they were the healthiest they've been all year in this game, and they got demolished. Dak absolutely carved them up, and the Cowboys in general just looked like they finally came out with a game plan in the playoffs that showed that they actually knew what their opponent was going to run. Uh, one of the biggest things that really impressed me was that they actually started Tony Pollard, essentially. Pollard ended up getting more carries than Zeke, despite uh, Zeke's obvious contract. And for the first time ever, it feels like the Cowboys are not trying to uh, get their money out on the field when there are superior players on the team. Tony Pollard had a magnificent game, broke so many tackles. He had 15 carries for 77 yards, and that kind of undersells how good he was. 15 carries for 77 makes it sound like, yeah, he had a good game, but it wasn't anything special. He was breaking tackles the entire game to get to those 77 yards. He, I think it was nine missed tackles, the most in his career. He absolutely shined when the lights were brightest. Uh, it was a spectacular performance by him and Dak. The, the backfield was phenomenal uh, outside of Zeke, but Zeke has been really rough the last, the last couple weeks, and it might be time uh, coming into this offseason to really think about that contract. Um, outside of that, we had Micah Parsons. He really delivered uh, on all the words and all the talking that he's been doing this week. He showed up when the moment was, was the brightest. And I think that was one of the reasons the Cowboys really just looked spectacular. Their best players showed up when they needed the most. And that has not been the case a lot of the time over the last decade, two decades. The best players showed up. And that is really all you need sometimes as a football team. You only need your best guys to show up, and that can be enough against, especially when it's an inferior football team like Tampa. Uh, it was a fantastic coaching performance by Kellen Moore in terms of play calling. It was his best 
play calling game I've seen since maybe the Minnesota game this year, or even or even more maybe ever. Uh, Mike McCarthy, no obvious mistakes. Uh, Dan Quinn called a spectacular defensive game plan, uh, in terms especially in terms of post snap coverage disguises. Uh, he had them. He had the Cowboys looking at one snap pre snap, and then as the snap and then once the snap happened, the Cowboys would rotate and it would show uh, post snap disguise really well. Um, and in general, the whole team played really well. I couldn't really complain about one player except for the obvious one, which that being Brett Maher. Uh, Brett Maher, four missed extra points. He made the fifth one, though. And, yeah, it really sucked that he missed those those extra points, but the Cowboys cannot afford to just toss him to the side this late in the season. He's been fantastic all year. It's not worth trying to get that minimal increase in potential expected points with a new kicker this late in the season. You, you just kind of have to ride with what you got at this point. And Brett Maher is what we have. Uh, and he deserves another shot after that game. And it, he didn't miss any field goals. So who knows? Maybe he can get it together this week and really show out against the Niners. Hopefully he doesn't have to and the Cowboys offense really tears it up again next week. But it's not a given or anything. Uh, overall, though, I have absolutely no complaints from that game. I, it was a much-needed, much-validating victory for a franchise that has been moribund for two decades at this point. And it really does show that Mike McCarthy has something going here and that the Cowboys as a whole have to let his ideal vision sh- grow and kind of prosper without interference. Um, and hopefully this starts changing the narrative on Dak as a quarterback and that he is the guy that people that people think he is, um, and that he can be that top five star quarterback in the NFL. Uh, I think he is. I've thought he he is for the last couple of years when he's healthy. He just hasn't been healthy. Uh, injuries have really robbed him of what should be like the prime of his career, essentially. Uh, but he's showing now that he might that he still has that in him. Uh, and the Cowboys are going to go play San Francisco this week on the road. A couple days less rest than the Niners. The Niners did play two days earlier, and they also didn't. And they also get to play at home against the Cowboys. But that's just the nature. You didn't win your division. You're stuck as the five seed. You're going to have to play tough teams on the road, and especially when you're in the divisional round. There's no easy games at this point. You you made it through the wild card. That's where all that's where all the bad teams get eliminated. Typically, all that's left are high quality opponents that you're going to have to play. You either way, your opponents Eagles or Niners, and both of those opponents are high quality opponents. Other than that, uh, so the Tampa game, fantastic. I cannot gush more about it if I tried, and I don't want to spend the rest of this podcast gushing about it. Uh, And then, so let's go ahead and move on to the Niners game. There's a lot of things going to this Niners game that have me optimistic, surprisingly. I'm far more optimistic about this game than I was about the Tampa game, despite San Francisco having a much better record and Tampa clearly being a significantly worse team. A, there's not quite as much superstition. Uh, Tom Brock Purdy is not Tom Brady. Regardless of how old Tom Brady is, he is still Tom Brady. You never cut, count out touchdown Tom, as the great John Boyce said. Uh, but he apparently was ready to cut, count out touchdown time this this year. And hey, John Boyce is always right, right? Uh, so moving on, Brock Purdy. I have uh, my I have some worries about him, but I also don't think he's particularly good. Uh, the Cowboys as a whole have really struggled with mobile quarterbacks for the last few years, and really ever since Wade Phillips got here a decade and a half ago. Um, they teed off on Tom Brady. 
the pass rush did, and they were able to get home. But they also tend to have really bad contain against mobile quarterbacks. We saw it when Jalen Hurts was healthy, when we played the Eagles earlier this year. Um, we saw it against Justin Fields to some extent. They, Justin Fields makes everybody look silly on the field, though. So maybe it's not too much to be worried about. Uh, Purdy has his issues. He's throwing. He throws really inaccurate passes at times, and he hasn't really been tested. The Niners' schedule is without a doubt the easiest in the NFL so far. Uh, they went 13-4, and four, but they did not play any good teams outside of Kansas City and maybe the Chargers. Um, Kansas City blew them out, and the Chargers are the Chargers, so who knows whether or not you can count them as good. And Purdy's best defense is that the Purdy's best defense that he played was the Washington Commanders, and he struggled in that game for a half before Washington fell apart. Overall, I just don't fear him all that much. I hope that doesn't come back to bite me, but he's playing within Shanahan's offense, and Shanahan's offense is disgustingly good. But he's playing within it, and he's not really doing anything special within it. It's just mostly he's throwing to the guys that should that he should be throwing it to. But he's been throwing a lot of inaccurate passes that against a better defense gets picked. Uh, on the Seahawks in the Seahawks game, he had one pass, especially a deep pass to Juwan Jennings that got caught. But he led him too far inside, and if the safety had been more aggressive, that sends Jennings to the hospital. So it was a hospital ball that he got lucky was caught and or wasn't intercepted. Um, and he had multiple throws like that, especially in coverage, where he just kind of chucked it up, and there wasn't really any uh, there, and there was a lot of luck in uh, in at the Niners actually coming down with it. Um, or the Seahawks just blew a ton of coverages, and they really didn't have any pass rush to speak of. Ushana Nwosu is a good pass rusher, but he's really Seattle's only good pass rusher. Uh, and the Cowboys have three pass rushers, I would argue, that are better than Ushana Nwosu, or at least on the same level. And the Cowboys also have much uh, a much better secondary than Seattle, which is admittedly not saying much, because I just... Because to me, Tariq Woolen is very similar to uh, second-year Trayvon Diggs, maybe a little less prone to giving up an explosive play, but just as much, but also less of a ball hawk. And the Niners absolutely feasted on him all game. They had Ayuk absolutely just uh, destroying him in terms of route running, and it was obvious that the Seahawks had nothing for the Niners' offense. It was very vanilla coverages. It was very poorly game planned. They they just got out schemed. And that's just kind of how it is against a Kyle Shanahan-led offense. Uh, you have to really account for pre-snap motion. You have to account for such for pick plays. You have to account for elite route running, all the talent they have. Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, uh, Christian McCaffrey, George Kittle. The, their offensive line is disgusting. Trent Williams might be the best pure offensive lineman in the NFL right now. He's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer when he retires. There's talent everywhere on that offense. The, the thing is, though, the Cowboys do have the talent to match for the most part. You have Michael Parsons, you have Demarcus Lawrence, Leighton Van Der Esch in the middle looks like the elite linebacker that we thought we had in his rookie year. Uh, Trayvon Diggs, yes, he didn't want to tackle at all against Tampa, but he could still cover really well. And we, he, we saw that against Tampa. Tampa didn't really get a chance to expose him in coverage. Um, overall, uh, it's going to be a heck of a match between the Cowboys offense and the Niners defense. Uh, I think... Uh, same with the Niners offense and the Cowboys defense. It's just, I, I think this game comes down to the last possession. And if the Cowboys can just get Brock Purdy into a close game in the fourth quarter, I think they have a real shot. Um, as far as the Cowboys offense and the Niners defense, I think the Cowboys actually match up better this year than they did last year against the Niners defense. Last year, the Cowboys offensive line got absolutely bullied at the point of attack. They gave up almost 25 pressures 
to uh, on Dak Prescott, and Dak did not have any time back there, and it was a real struggle getting any plays going downfield. Uh, this year, I think the Cowboys' offensive line is a little bit more physical. Tyler Smith has been a real big boon in that regard. Um, and in general, they have a little bit more talent and are a little more consistent, and they absolutely dominated against Tampa. And given that they don't have as good wide receivers as we as we did last year, uh, CD is a much better than the CD from last year, but like the rest of our talent did not look great most of the year. However, Michael Gallup looked really solid against Tampa, and if they can, and if we can get Michael Gallup from last week all throughout the rest of these playoffs, we have a real shot at going all the way. Uh, the Niners' defense really is exposed, especially in the back four. The front seven for the Niners is elite. You got Nick Bosa, Fred Warner, Drake Greenlaw, all these freakish talents This and uh, their front seven. But the secondary for the Niners has been really, really bad the last few weeks. They got torched by Jarrett Stidham. Geno Smith was making them look really bad for a little bit before uh, a fumble really changed the complexion of the game. And the, the Seahawks were playing from behind. Uh, the Cowboys have the quarterback that can really expose a Niners uh, secondary that's really struggling down the stretch. Uh, Talanoa Hufanga had been really good to start the year, but he has been really suspect down the stretch. Uh, and you, the Niners' secondary, in terms of defensive backs, don't really have anybody that can guard CD one-on-one. Uh, they might have Charverius Ward, but he would, did not look good against Seattle either. DK Metcalf really kind of dominated him the whole game. Uh, overall, I think the Cowboys have a shot in this game, a real shot. Compared Last year, I didn't think they had much of a shot, if I was, if I was being completely honest. Uh, that team did not get battle-tested at all last year. They played a soft schedule, and they got dominated by a real opponent in the playoffs because they just kind of feasted on bad teams. This year's Cowboys team has played a bunch of tough teams. They've shown they can win on the road in the playoffs, even against a bad team like Tampa, and they have winning a winning record against playoff teams. They've played a lot of good teams this year, way more than the Niners have this year. This Niners team isn't battle-tested like last year's Niners team was. There's a real argument that the Cowboy that the Cowboys have a more than fair shot of winning. And I have a lot of high hopes going into this game. Uh, I hope it's at least a good game, or if it can't be a good game, it can be a blowout in the Cowboys' favor. But outside of that, I just I have a lot more optimism going into this game than I did the Tampa game. I needed to see proof that the Cowboys could show up on on the road in the playoffs before I really got on board. But I'm on board with this team. I don't know if they'll win this week. They probably won't, but hey, it's the first time in 27 years you could argue that the Cowboys look like a well-run franchise. And you can't, and that doesn't start maybe with the front office, but it starts with the coaching. And I think for the first time in like 27 years, you could argue that the coaching staff looks good when they step on the field and that the Cowboys look prepared in a playoff game. That was the best Cowboys playoff performance in at least three decades, uh, at least since the Super Bowl run. There's... It was a spectacular performance, and I don't know how you watch that performance and then don't go all in on this team. Regardless of whether or not they win this week or they look terrible or they look great, uh, you got you got to go all in when you see a team show up like that in the biggest moment after having all this pressure on them all, all season, and especially in the week leading up to the game. They delivered when, when the crowd was the most intense, when the sports pundits were the most intense, when all the pressure was high, and they delivered. And I'm in. That's all that is. And I'm excited for this game on Sunday. I've never been more excited for a Cowboys game. Realistically, I could not be more excited if, you, if I tried. 
I hope that it's a great game, and I hope that all games this weekend are great. There's, it's a great weekend for football. You got Chiefs, Jaguars, you got Bills, Bengals, you got Eagles, Giants, um, and you got Cowboys, Niners. Like, if you were going back to say the '90s NFL, who would complain about those playoff matchups? That would be amazing. Uh, the Jaguars wouldn't have existed in the '90s, but you get my point. Uh, the AFC has a bunch of young quarterbacks facing off that look like they might be the pillars of the future of the NFL. You can't get better than that in terms of football. Uh, so let's all enjoy these playoffs. Let's enjoy the Cowboys getting to play another game, and hopefully they win. But other than that, that's really all I got for today. Hope you all have a great weekend.